You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 132 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark at your bullet tank on Twitter slash X. I'm here once again doing the day, Mr. Harrison Tar. Tar, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. You know, it's Thanksgiving week. Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. And we'll have a show come out on Thanksgiving. So we'll wish you a real happy Thanksgiving then. But safe travels to everybody that are um, going to see family. Um, no one buys a speeding ticket. My father has gotten really good at that over the years, visiting family, buying speeding tickets uh, from Georgia State Patrol. They're very kind people. They give you a ticket and send you on your way. Um, <laughs> safe travels to everyone. It's Thanksgiving week and Iron Bowl week. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a yeah, there's reason to be excited, namely Thanksgiving. And I mean, me and you both are representing uh, today Auburn basketball. I have my Great. Auburn basketball T-shirt on. You have your j- outdated Jabari Smith Rockets jersey no, no, on. No, 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 retro, retro, retro. There you go, retro. Because outdated, outdated sounds too has a, too much of a negative connotation to it. Right. Yeah, no, retro. This is a collectible now. Yeah, and of course, yes, it is Iron Bowl uh, week. Uh, Thanksgiving is going to be a fun one if you have mostly Alabama fans in your family, which I tend to have that. And yeah, that the the Saturday does not help uh, <laughs> this upcoming week, and we'll get to more of that in our way too early uh, thoughts on the Iron Bowl. And I am just. That's okay. I have a bunch of Georgia fans that'll be doing the exact same thing in my family. I said fans, not alum. Um, Fans, though. I've never met an Alabama alum in my life. But we will meet one. Yes, when Mr. (laughs) Will Miller of the Crimson White comes and joins us this week. I have never been made fun of by an Alabama alum. Just letting everybody know that. It's probably true. It's very true. As we move in, and for those of you guys who get heated about that elitist take, I'm not I'm not shaming people that root for a team that didn't go there. I'm just saying there's a disproportionate amount in those two fan bases of uh, lack of connection and an astronomically high amount of bandwagoning, specifically with Georgia in the past couple of years. It's crazy when you get to I, that. People. I think uh, here's I think it's elitist if you're do, comparing it between teams who are not rivals. If I was doing it for like Auburn and uh, like Ohio State, then yeah, don't pull the elitist stuff. I, there, I have a no holds barge clause when it comes to talking about that team on the other side of the state. Nothing brings me more joy in life than down than putting that entire fan base down whenever I can. But it does not help my case that Auburn is, as we're recording this, 48 hours out of losing to New Mexico State, uh, 31 to 10. And, I mean, it, it just – there's a fog that just is bellowing all around this this staff, this team, this fan base, just everywhere. And you got to drive your brights on everywhere you go because that, that's how thick this fog is because, oh, my God. And I mean, Freeze even talked, even mentioned the fact that there's there was a there's a fog. Doesn't know what happened. Team was just in a funk, and they have have five days to get out of whatever funk happened uh, before Alabama comes in the town at two thirty on CBS. Uh, wear your navy because uh, it's a wear navy game. Uh, yeah. and I got to be honest. Uh, the the annoying part about this week was the uh, when people talking about the fan, the students not being there for Thanksgiving break. That's dumb. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I yeah, honestly, yeah. I think that they should op- like open up the student section general admission on that cupcake game before the Iron Bowl because the students aren't going to show up anyways because they're going to see their families for the first time since August. Yeah. Just open it up. Let other people go see their first Auburn football game. But 
with that, I'm going to open up to the Hugh Freeze press conference where he talked about this week, talking about this Iron Bowl, talking about Jalen Milrow, talking about all this other stuff. And, Tar, you got any uh, big uh, takeaways from this this press conference? Yeah. Yeah, I do. A um, couple of concerning ones. Uh, let's talk first about him mentioning, and this is it. we got a lead here, that everybody's in a funk right now, uh, in a fog um, at, at practice and, and in the meeting rooms ahead of playing the University of Alabama. Um, folks, if you thought Saturday was unacceptable, that is somehow more unacceptable. Uh, I, I, and I don't even – I can't wrap my brain around it. Um, I wasn't on the, the Sunday recap live stream. Thank you for holding it down, Dylan. Appreciate that. No um, yeah, I got wrapped up in the always fun Thanksgiving family banter. It was great. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, this is concerning. Uh, and after – the egg you laid on Saturday, and, and I'm not exact. I'm not exactly throwing shade at Hugh Freeze specifically um, in terms of him saying this. I mean, transparency is cool. This isn't coach speak because if it's coach speak, you wouldn't be this candid. You'd say our guys are locked in, ready to play Alabama on to the next one. Um, but I would have rather he lied. I, I would have. Um, I would have rather him said these guys are taking this one on the chin, you know, and, and you know, using it as a chip on their shoulder and getting ready to play the biggest game we play all year, any year. Period. Uh, point blank. This is unacceptable. Openly admitting in lay, that your that your team is laying down emotionally and dying emotionally and not checked in mentally ahead of your biggest rival. That is almost as embarrassing as what happened on Saturday. You could be zero and eleven going into the Iron Bowl, and every single person should be checked in. I, there's no circumstance under which I would be able to sit here and tell you, oh, I understand why they're checked out. I don't. You laid an egg, and you're going to sit here and say, well, now we're, you know, we're checked out. Go ahead and you know, just got to figure out how we're going to get out of this fog. Glad we're figuring out that we have one on Monday when this biggest opponent of the year is five days away. Um, unacceptable, period. Point blank, period. That's that's where I'll start, Dylan. I'll let you move on. Yeah, and the, I, I've gotten a – I'm looking at the the – words in front of me uh transcript and i got he was talking about how the offensive line was struggling it said it needs to be a lesson in humility it just seemed like nobody on this team was prepared were focused at all against new mexico state and this is to say i understand the fact that new mexico state should always be a cupcake game New Mexico State is not your average cupcake game you get before the Iron Bowl. This is a team that's going to play in their conference USA championship. Like this is not a team that should be. I, I even said this. I've said this for weeks. Never over. This team does, does not have the talent level, does not have the coaching prestige to be able to just overlook opponents. Uh, it is this opponent this week, this opponent this week, this opponent this week, and then and the Mexico State happened. You cannot overlook opponents. I remember hearing this week from, I think it was called Pinkston, talked about how, I was on the live stream too, the fact that it seemed like Coach Freeze and the entire staff focused more on recruiting than they did coaching, which I was pretty evident in the fact that the the recruiting this week was very, very good. I There was a plethora, as, as Freeze said, a plethora of recruits in the stands this week. And did they get to watch a good game? I mean, if they if they were pondering whether they wanted to go to Auburn, New Mexico State, they probably had a pretty good answer for that. Uh, but I, I 
that's my only positive spin zone about this. But when we get to our grades, my grades have nothing to do with recruiting uh, because recruiting did well. Cam Coleman's getting crystal ball to Auburn. I hope it still happens. Hope these recruits all commit to Auburn because I mean, hopefully they realize like you know, hey, I would, I, I, this can't happen and this won't happen if Auburn gets if if you freeze gets the team that he wants in. Uh, but overall, I mean, everything he mentioned, uh, getting ready for and Jalen Milrow is a big talking point, and he's going to be a big talking point because Auburn couldn't stop Jaden Daniels, Auburn couldn't stop Diego Pavia. How in the world are they going to even? Think about slowing down Jalen Milrow. Yeah, well, uh, you mentioned that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to read it. Uh, when 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 asked about uh, Jalen Milrow and the success that he's had this year, um, you know, Hugh mentioned how important it is to control Jalen Milrow, uh, saying that we didn't fare well against a kid similar to him in LSU. Now he's playing at a very high level with good receivers and good running backs. It's a very difficult task for sure. I don't know what that that you can completely do that, meaning shut him down. You got to hope that you do limit those explosive plays somewhat, stopping him. No one's really done that. We got to mix up the coverages and mix up the plan, figure out if we can pressure him or not. Do we need to spy? We have all those things going through our heads right now. How much can our kids handle and do well against all the different sets you might see? I mean, folks, I could pull up the numbers um, about what Jalen Miller has done this year. Um, He's been a hell of a comeback story, uh, objectively, in terms of – Really, you want to talk about in-season development, take a look at what Jalen Milrow has done over the course of this season. It has been a textbook example. And I could sit here and list offensive numbers and offensive stats. Um, I won't. I'm going to spare you that. I, I don't I don't see a ton of upside about to that until the preview show. And I hate that we're there at this point. But at this point right now, I think you're relying on the intangibles. Um, and and I, I think Hugh Freeze knows that. Um, at this point, you just need – I hate this. I hate this. Cliché. But you need the Jordan Hare magic, and you need one of those where did this come from moments. Because if you want to go down to the X's and O's, Alabama's got you beat, especially as it stands right now in every single aspect of this game. That period, point blank. Uh, and, kicking. Okay, cool. Kicking advantage Auburn. Shout out McPherson. How hell of a ball game on Saturday, truthfully. Um, but I, at least at least it's on the radar. At least you know you're prepping for this game. Uh, so that's good, and that's nice to hear. Hopefully, that if 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 the conspiracies that Auburn overlooked New Mexico State and was prepping two weeks for Alabama, hopefully those are true. Um, because at this point, that's all you can do. Uh, that that was interesting, and and Dylan, something else interesting to me: the comment about um, the fan sport. And this has been an ongoing banter on Twitter. And Hugh Freeze handled this in the most coach speak way ever, but I actually think he took the the chicken way out of this one. I don't usually, I actually, I think Hugh Freeze is pretty good in, in press conferences. I think he's, he's yeah. pretty good at managing those. But he said, the Auburn faithful has persevered through a lot of things and they show up. I've already know, uh, I've already apologized a hundred times for the effort that we did not give them on Saturday. This is not the first program. Here's where I, here's where he loses me. This is not the first program in year one to have some tough losses like this. I can do, go down the list and mention some, but you probably know who they are better than I. We were in a rebuild, and that's no excuse for what happened on Saturday. We expect to give you the best of ourselves come Saturday in the Iron Bowl. So we appreciate all the times you've given us your best. I know the Saturday will be no different for them. Okay. You got me. You reeled me back in there with a little coach speak at the end saying you're expecting that Auburn fans are going to show out in numbers. They will. It's going to be a packed stadium. There's going to be people gaslighting themselves that Auburn's poised right there to make, make a run at this thing. Oh, Saturday morning, me and you both waking up. 
feeling dangerous. I won't. I'm I telling won't. you right now. I won't. But the part of the whole, this is not the first program in year one to have some losses like this. Why even say it? Why? Just why? If you're not trying to make it seem like you're deflecting blame or make it or downplay the, the severity, and I, I don't use that lightly. I, like I said, I wasn't on the, on the Sunday show, so I haven't really got to um, B-I-T-C-H and complain about this. Um, but don't downplay the severity. He, he owned it earlier in this press conference saying that this game was an embarrassment. Don't downplay, oh, well, other people did it, so it's okay. If I punch Dylan in the face and then Lauren punched Dylan in the face, I don't think the domestic services would agree that it's okay just because I did it, Dylan, that, that Lauren can do it. That's not how this works. Even though Lauren would probably have grounds. But Yeah, let's not give her any reasoning. Yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. not give her any legal leeway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's not. It, it's like cheating on a test. Like you, I cheat on a test and you cheat on a test and I get caught. And I say, well, Dylan did it too. That doesn't mean it's not. It's, it's okay that I did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't like that. That's childish. Um, and, and like I said, I think he usually manages his press conferences pretty well. And actually, I think he gives you more in-depth coach speak than most. He's more candid than most. Certainly a staunch difference than what we experienced under the last two years of Brian Harson. Um, and but, probably more so than Gus Malzahn, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except for Gus still found a way to make himself kind of endearing. Um, I'm not hey, saying you know. he doesn't, but, but he's – he was, he was pretty good at talking to people. Um, I don't know, man. This That one just felt soft. Um, the energy felt soft. Uh, it felt defeated. As a head football coach, you can't. You can be embarrassed of what happened. You should be embarrassed about what happened. But you can't lay down and die. Um, and, and folks, right now, I'm just, just going to be transparent and candid with you. It sounds like the Auburn Tigers have been complacent the past 48 hours to lay down and die. That That, that is exactly... How, how, how that sounds. The fact that the head of their football program has said, we're in a fog, and then goes down to you know say, well, we're not the first ones to ever do this in year one of a rebuild. So is this an excuse factory? Or is this going to serve as motivation? I need, I need to know. Well, we'll find out at 2.30 Central on Saturday. Um, this is, it, it's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, Freeze has been open all, all year long about whenever a game did not go their way, he was very open about what the reasoning was. That that dick off is very soft to me. I, I love – if he would have just stopped it with, uh, you know, it's we just – it's all my fault, it's all, you know, all this, it took all the blame. That's fine, as you should. <laughs> you should take the blame for that loss. Everyone should – I, I want to hear all – 80 players and coaches and however many people are on that team, walk-ons included. I want every single one to walk up on, on that podium and say it's their fault they lost. Because it was. But okay, Alabama lost to ULM in 2007. Cool. Fine. Cool. Are we Alabama? You can't use that as as a as a like a spin zone right then. I I I don't like when fans say it. I don't like when Auburn fans are saying it. I, I don't care. Because you you can only say that with the hindsight that Nick Saban is Nick Saban. I don't know if Hugh Freeze is going to win championships at Auburn. So why are we using this as, a, as an excuse for why we should be okay with a loss to Mexico State? Guess what? That team that lost to ULM in 2007, 2006, still lost to Auburn. So if you're wanting to boost morale going to the Iron Bowl, don't compare that to a season that ended in, in a – 
dead spins in a, in a in a dead place over there in Tuscaloosa. I don't want to hear it. I don't like being compared to Alabama. I hate being compared to Alabama. I understand that the gold standard, and I'd like to be at the place where they are in in the country. But I never want my coach to be saying, "Well, Alabama's like this." I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I I don't compare yourself to Alabama. Stop doing it. Don't be Alabama. Be Auburn. Do you know you know you know who compare themselves to other people? Little brothers. And I'm sick and tired of being called and a little brother right. Alabama. And losers. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, you're, you're right. sick and tired. Of it. You're you're right. It's it's it is um, de- deflating, uh, to say the least. And, those of you guys who are hanging around and ready to beat your head against the wall, I'm sorry. I mean, this is an inevitable. Um, I mean, I, I did. I, I probably have a mild concussion from what I did on Saturday. I, I, I'm still. Yeah. We don't like to yeah. on this show, but yeah, right, right. Let's let's roll on um, and go ahead and just knock these grades out. They're going to be quick. Um, <laughs> um, for Auburn, New Mexico State, I'm going to let you go first, um, and then I'm going to give my two cents, and let's move on to something fun. Yeah, I feel like we're about to well, to copy and paste each other on this. Yeah, we are, we are. But let's. let's if you let's want to put it on your list, I'll say mine, and then you would say yep if you got it, and then we can just move on to way too early thoughts on the Iron Bowl, and then get on to sports that make me happy. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. Let's 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 do that. Go ahead. All right. So offense F. I I, I actually graded them in NTI, not turned in. Oh, um, yeah. Which is. If you don't, as a teacher, if you don't turn in your work, that's a zero. It's a zero. Yeah. Continue. Uh, I will say Peyton Thorne saves us from being an F minus, even though that's not really a thing. Uh, Peyton Thorne played very well on, on Saturday, just to put that out there. I, I, this, this, this week has made me be Peyton Thorne's backup man the entire week. And I don't know how to feel about that. Robbie Ashford truth are still, I love Peyton Thorne, how he's been playing. He played very well. did what he could. I don't think Peyton Thorne deserves any hate from fans. Sure. After this week, saying that from me, and if you know me, you know that I'm the most judgmental person about Peyton Thorne. I think he's been playing his best brand of football the last four weeks. Let it be. Sure. Not his fault. Defense. F. Not turned in. <laughs> and I believe if you get two Fs on a on a on a progress report, your report card comes out as an F. Yeah, mine's F's all around, but I think I think a not turned in actually is a good analogy here. Um, didn't even try. D- didn't didn't at any point. Um, and, I mean, before- Caleb Burton was running out running around like an offensive lineman in routes, uh, and he's our fastest wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's an F F all around. I'm, I'm with you. An abysmal failure. And before we preview the envelope, I do want to give my my actual two cents worth on this one, Dylan. I know you had to sit there and take the brunt of it on Sunday night, and I appreciate you you stepping in. But no problem. What happened on Saturday night, or Saturday afternoon at Jordan Hare Stadium? Um, it's certainly the most embarrassing thing to ever happen there in, in Dylan and I's lifetime. Um, I, I think people, most people's lifetime. Well, for those of you guys who listen to the College Loop podcast uh, that are that are older than Dylan and I, please feel free to drop in the comments if you can think of a time you've been more embarrassed. I I will I will I'm not discrediting you. I, I don't whatever in football specifically. There are other sports we could pinpoint. I get, but in football specifically, um, this is the most embarrassing loss in modern history uh, for for Auburn football. Um, I've seen a tremendous amount of people on the Bird app shockingly dismissing this one. Uh, I want it to be crystal clear. 
I was never once a defender of Brian Harson. I have never once said Gus Malzahn was the ultimate answer. You should have kept him, you know, this, yada, that, or the other. I actually have been pretty optimistic about the work of, of Hugh Freeze uh, at Auburn. I may not have been the barn barn burning uh, booger that you will, if you will, that some of the other folks in the, on this, the war poor podcast network are, and I'm not discrediting them. They're all great guys and they do great work. Uh, but at the same time, I think I've been in large, pretty pro Hugh Freeze, Dylan, as, as a coach, we'll leave it there. Saturday was a game that you look and you're embarrassed for a lot of reasons. Hugh Freeze uh, lost a game that neither of his previous two predecessors ever would have. Brian Harson tried against George State. I mean, he really actively tried to lose that game and still could. That showing of lack of preparement, lack of focus, lack of care, coming from someone in myself that is an alumni, a donor, and a season ticket holder, it's offensive. I, I, I was genuinely, I, I've never, I, I don't let my emotions get up and down in terms of like, oh, I'm going to go cry about this. Oh, this is, you know, winning this certain game is better than, you know, the day I, the day I get married or the day I have my first kid. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. And I understand it's just a freaking game. But this one was embarrassing. Because for the first time under Hugh Freeze's tenure, I walked out and no, I did not say fire Hugh Freeze. I'm not one of those ridiculous Oh, let's jump ship after one year. I'm not one of the ridiculous, oh, we made the wrong hire. I'm not in that camp. But I did look and say, dude, what the hell were you doing? Do you care? Because in my eyes, it looked like this game. Chalk it up as a win, boys. Let's not even worry about it. Let's focus about on anything other than football. And you know what happens when you do that? You lose to teams like the New Mexico State Aggies. And you know what? I don't think a lot of people have said this, but props to New Mexico State. They came in and did what every group of five FCS let that cupcake opponent, like you mentioned earlier, Daniel. Not Daniel, excuse me, Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. RIP Daniel. He's not dead. He's just not here anymore. What, what every G5 FCS team that gets paid a bunch of money to come in and lose to a Power Five team should do. They played their ass. They played their ass off. And they went in and won the biggest game in the history of their organization. Good for them. If someone's going if the opponent, if your opponent's not gonna wake up and play ball, that doesn't mean you should lay down and die. And you got four quarters, 60 minutes of good football from the New Mexico State Aggies. Why on God's green earth are we making any excuses for this game? I'm not downplaying the fact that I think, I think Diego Pavi is a hell of a football player. I, I really did. I, and we said that last week. Yeah, if he wants to transfer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truthfully, I mean, there's going to be P5 looks next year. Oh, uh, yeah. Diego Pavi, he's got the goods. One man does not a team make. Auburn's complete team lack of effort on Saturday was an embarrassment. It was an utter failure. End of sentence. I'm never talking about this game again. Uh, that, that's that's. I, I need to say my piece, Dylan, because I'm glad I waited 48 plus to talk about this. Um, I've never been that infuriated walking out of, out of any Auburn sporting event ever. I can usually wear it on the chin, take it as a disappointment, 
are saying, you know, man, that's a bummer, or you know, that sucks. You know, getting beat by a non-con. It happens in baseball, it happens in basketball, right? You're like, damn, that stinks. How do we get back on track? This one, I don't even have an answer. I don't even have an answer. It starts right here with the game being played on Saturday against the Alabama Crimson Tide, who are playing their best football of the year and who have a quarterback who has worked his ass off to get better throughout the course of this year and taken a shitload of criticism. I argue more criticism than Peyton Thorne has taken all year. He lost his job one week. Got benched, came back, and told everybody, hey, I am the quarterback for the University of Alabama. And he's playing the best football we've seen in his career to this young career to this point. Dylan, where do you even start? <clears throat> I've you got to get back to the drawing board. You got to treat this week like it is your coaching. He's not coaching for his job, but treat this week like you're coaching for your job. And that's not me saying he's going to get fired. That's not, I do not want you freeze fired in year one. I do not want to be that program who gives up on a coach after year one. I think everyone who is doing that is stupid. Correct. Get back to the drawing board. Get back to your basics. Try to fix whatever happened. Get get rid of the funk. Usually you want to keep the funk uh, because sometimes the funk's good. But this funk is bad. This funk this, literally stinks. This funk stunk. Yeah. Get back to the drawing board. Get this offense back comfortable in, in this game. Get this defense fixed. I don't know what happened with that defense. Tackling. Get the tackling dummies back out. Get the walk-ons holding the pads. Get everybody out there. Treat this week like you were in the first week of spring camp. Or fall camp. One of the two. Because what happened on Saturday was a lack of preparation that you would see from a team that has never played together before. This is like in the longest yard whenever they had that first, like when they started playing together for the first time and everybody was just in there like, beating the crap out of each other, just not no, no no one was as a team. That's what it looked like. You need to get that back. And I appreciate everybody was that was saying, uh, and I agree with people saying you got to get some of the four, you got to get foreign players out there. I I need, I need to see speeches from this team given by Cadillac. Uh, you got to get Takeo Spikes out there, get Cam Newton out there, get these high energy players who are getting who are going to get this team pumped and ready to play on Saturday. Alabama is a fourteen point favorite. And Auburn's always going to play Alabama close in the in, in this in, in this game, and especially in Jordan Hare Stadium. And my confidence level was surprisingly high uh, going to this week, this past week. Uh, believe it or not, I had Rammer Jammer reverse Rammer Jammer stuck in my head uh, all of Friday uh, while I was at work. Uh, my confidence level was around a seven going to the Iron Bowl. It shot down to a two. Which still pretty high, like all giving what I saw on Saturday. Uh, you got to find a way to scheme around Jalen Murrow. He is if you if you can force him to become a pocket passer, you're set. Uh, keep him in the pocket, make him make throws. And as much as I hate it, Jermaine Burton, you got to keep an eye on him. Yeah, I mean all that and more, Dylan. I mean you, you covered the X's and O's. You did. I. We're going to beat a dead horse um, with, with this game quickly, so I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. But my message here, before we really break down the X's and O's when Will Miller comes on for the pregame show on Friday, this is the most important game of the season for the Auburn family. 
Uh, and, and I'm not saying that because you're playing Alabama. I know the givens. I get it. I get it. Like I said, I'm an alum. I get it. This is the most important the most important game in terms of every outside factor has to go Auburn's way. Every single one. This is the most important moment for the Auburn family to show up and be loud. They will be. They, no doubt. Absolutely not a doubt in my mind, regardless of how embarrassing Saturday was. Auburn, fan, Auburn fans and the Auburn family will be there on Saturday. They will be loud, and they will believe. All, all that you need to do is give them a reason. You... And when I say you, I mean the Auburn family can make an impact on Saturday more so than I think maybe any other game this year. Show up in numbers, change the vibe. Like I, that sounds like such a weird intangible. Everything has got to be in the Tigers' favor for them to stand a fighting chance in this game. Because, folks, this this one could get ugly. It really could. X's and O's wise, whatever the hell you did on Saturday, just don't do that. That's probably a good starting point from every perspective. But everything's got to go the right way for Auburn in the intangible department. Like you mentioned, Dylan, get former players, get alum there. Make the moment feel somehow even bigger than it already is. And damn it, we have seniors on this team that have beaten Alabama before. Last group of seniors that have beaten Alabama. Let's not let them go out 25% against the, the team across the state. That would suck. That that would just suck. And and I don't I don't want to go down that avenue. But I think that a lot of it's got to go with the environment, Dylan. And I know that's such a generic, you know, whatever answer. But X's and O's, like I said, all signs point to Alabama. Big. I mean, if I'm betting this game, I'm betting Alabama to cover and hoping I lose my money. Like that's 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 the way you go. All that being said, you got to punch. Him, you got to punch him in the mouth. That's, yeah, that's going to be the key here. Absolutely. 100%. I look at look at the twenty. I I'm looking back at the last three Iron Bowl wins: 2013, 2017, 2019. All three of those teams, the offense came out and punched Alabama right in the in the mouth. Nick Marshall, Jarrett Stidham, Bonex all came out swinging at Alabama's defense. It's Peyton Thorne. It's his turn. To- well, I'll say this. If Peyton Thorne wants a legacy moment in Auburn, it's on Saturday. I, I have an opportunity for your legacy moment at Auburn. If he wants any shot of not having to compete for a starting job next year, this is the you game. Win, you win Saturday. You win Saturday. Saturday. And you win Saturday, and a lot of people forget about last Saturday. I'm just going to be honest. My, myself included. I mean, like, if you lose the team that lost to Mexico State, what does that make you? That's right. That's right. UMass. No, anyways. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. The actual fun and upbeat part of this, of this show, I want to remind everybody a couple things. First and foremost, <clears throat> excuse me. If you've not already, and you're hanging out here on the YouTube stream, make sure you like subscribe and leave a, leave a comment, ring the bell. Give us your score predictions for Alabama Auburn. We would do the closest to the pin contest for this week, except for Auburn lost. So yeah, we're yeah not even going down that Avenue. We'll do it again this week for Auburn, Alabama. Make sure you give us your score predictions. Tell us what you think needs to go the right way, um, if not everything. Specifically, give us your specific takes in terms of what Auburn needs to do, um, little pieces that they needed to get right uh, before Saturday. Your thoughts on the on the Hugh Freeze presser and all of the above. How much you hate Alabama, those comments are welcome. If you're not, lis- if you're not listening here on YouTube, 
Hey guys, welcome to the streaming platform. Glad you guys are hanging out with us anyways. We appreciate our audio-only listeners for whatever platform you happen to be listening to us on. Make sure you give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever that platform looks like. I promise you, I promise, I cannot explain enough how much it helps the algorithm, especially on YouTube when you guys comment. But when you guys give us good ratings on our streaming platforms, it means the world to us. We truly do appreciate it. So you guys are the reason we can continue to put out awesome content here at the College Loop Podcast. Appreciate your ongoing support. If you want to continue to support the loop, you can head over to thewarreport.com, www.thewarreport.com. Pick up your very own College Loop War Report Podcast Network co-branded. Feeling Loopy t-shirt comes in five different colorways, only $25. If you don't feel like typing a link in the search bar, that's completely fine. You can always click on it in the description to any of our shows on any platform, whether you're listening on YouTube or abroad, in whatever version of the podcast space you may be hanging out in. When you pick up your shirt, use hashtag Feeling Loopy. Send us a selfie on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or just shoot it to the college loop one at gmail.com. We'll make sure we throw it up on the stream for our next show. Thank you guys for your continual love and support. We love you guys. We appreciate y'all. I know that you guys are taking time out of your Thanksgiving week this week to listen. Hopefully you're showing some, th- your, some of your family members what the college loop is all about. Welcome to any of our new loopers that we may have this week and help us get to 700 subs. Maybe week after the Iron Bowl. I don't know. Get, get us to 700 by the Iron Bowl. That'd be cool. That'd be a fun way to us have a moral victory before the Iron Bowl kicks off. So all things... Sad are now behind us. All things glad are now in front of us, with the exception of one little hiccup that'll come here in just a moment. But we'll get there. We'll cross the bridge and we'll move on. Dylan, Auburn basketball played some really, yeah, Auburn hoops played some really, really good basketball last week against Notre Dame and St. Bonaventure, the Bonnies, um, one of my favorite um, uh, perennial uh, tournament contenders uh, in, in the I guess, mid-major level. So let's let's talk a little bit here for a second about what Auburn did well. First off, they thumped both of their opponents, 83-59 over a really stinky and bad Notre Dame team. I was not exaggerating, guys. They stunk. They were really bad. And then St. Bonaventure also handed it to them, 77-60. They were up by 20 for a good stretch there. They're at the end. St. Bonaventure kind of wanted to make it close. Auburn said, never mind. And Janai Broom becomes tournament MVP for, I thought it was the Roman Legends Classic, but it just wasn't, and I was really upset about that, by the way. <laughs> Um, that really kind of ruined my vibe, but big names like Aiden Holloway showed out. Um, Denver Jones been kind of quiet. Dylan, what, who, who did you think shined the brightest Janai Broom being your given because he's tournament MVP, uh, aside from Janai Broom, who impressed you the most this past week and who did you need more from? And there's a layup, give an answer. Uh, well, I, it gets St. Bonaventure, uh, cause I finally learned how to say that properly. Uh, Katie Johnson came off the bench and put up nine points uh, and three assists. He got a steal and two blocks as well from Katie Johnson. Had led the team in blocks against St. Bonaventure. Uh, I was going to call them the Bonnies because I'm not going to say Bonaventure more than what I just said. That's fine. Uh, Katie Johnson, yeah, came out swinging uh, as he as he always does. Uh, and just always offers that great energy off the bench that he just has ever since he got here at Auburn. And I, I cannot stress it enough how much I love Katie Johnson. And if you ever want to come on the show, I'm open invite always Katie Johnson. We don't have to talk about basketball either. No, he, he just come on talk about my favorite food. Whatever like. Yeah. Whatever it feels like. That'd be fun. I mean, I've been talking to him about video games and be really fun. Every other athlete has to ask permission. Just kidding. <laughs> but Katie Johnson, always open invite. <laughs> Great. Uh, but looking at players that I thought struggled a lot. I mean, Looking at the box score, there's only one person on this team that played that did not get a single point, and it's Cheney Johnson. Uh, Johnson and Johnson are my answers, uh, but Cheney Johnson just did not get a didn't get a bucket. I'm still still kind of 
slowly and slowly and slowly trying to get acquainted with this level of basketball in the SEC and the D1 level. Still waiting to see him actually kind of come out. I mean, he's a guy we've, we heard nothing but great things about all throughout the offseason uh, and just haven't seen it yet. He was a player I was always excited to – I was – I think whenever we rate it, who were the most excited to see? I think Cheney Johnson was my easy number one. Uh, haven't seen it. Haven't seen him dunk. I don't believe. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, if I'm looking at players who I just think that need to need to get ready to step up, I mean Cheney Johnson. Uh, you're. It's not getting. We're we're still what a couple months out from SEC play or a month yeah. or so. It'll start in January. Uh yeah. Uh, you got time. To get to get right, uh, you have an easy opponent coming up today. Yes, today's the show's coming out. We'll preview that here in just a moment. Uh, and I mean, you just gotta get right with yourself. Uh, the team is playing well enough to where whenever a, one player's playing bad, I got a nitpick about it. Uh, but I just need to see more from Kate from uh, Cheney. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Chaney Johnson certainly needs to step up uh, in a big way, but I think a lot of it's getting his feet underneath him. Uh, I think, first off, Notre Dame game, obviously. Aiden Holloway dropping 15, and then I think dropped nine the next day. I have to double-check. Uh, I think it was eight. Dropped eight, so 23 points on two games. Aiden Holloway impressed me. That's a layup answer, I know, but the, the kid's so good off ball, too. Uh, obviously, he's your one guard. He's going to be a facilitator. He's playing okay defense, above-average defense, but offensively, his, his ability can, to control the game and, and kind of make it run at his pace, at the pace that Bruce Pearl and Auburn want to run, um, whether that be them pushing the ball down the floor or kind of slowing things down and running sets, it's impressive. Um, and the fact that in his short time since since being here, obviously as a true freshman and a presumptive one and done, and, and impressive with his ability to kind of gel with these guys as quickly as he can. He's, he's figuring out quickly where his guys are going to be and, and being able to facilitate uh, doing, doing so. And when he's not – doesn't have the ball in his hand, you still have to guard him uh, because if he's open, he's going to take it. And he had a couple of pretty deep takes when Auburn was up pretty big, and that's when I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> but he's going to mess around and start hitting Jared Harper level and Wendell Green level level threes here here shortly. And he already kind of has. Uh, he's, he's, he's a hell of a shooter. Something else that impressed me as a team. Didn't – hasn't he already broken – or not – I say broken. He already passed Shreve Cooper and uh, and threes made – they're already and he's already only gonna play four games yes yeah because Aiden Holloway is special uh and I kind of he's kind of given the three-point bug to everybody because in, in the Notre Dame game Auburn shot 45 percent shoot uh, knocking down nine of 26 attempts from from the beyond the arc and they shot 33 percent against St. Bonaventure but the, the shot selection has been better um they they only took 24 shots on um on excuse me on Friday evening, and but it's been kind of contagious for him because you have to lock him down, double him up sometimes. So other guys are getting open looks, and that's it's it's just a, it's it's an intangible, not intangible, invaluable, invaluable um, aspect and an asset to have him on the floor. And then Trey Donaldson, I think he's done a fine job coming off the bench. He's definitely kind of starting to ease his way into the season after people pan, press the panic button for absolutely no reason. I know he only dropped three against St. Bonaventure, but he had a good little outing against Notre Dame, uh, dropping ten points. Right? Yep, dropped ten against Notre Dame. And he's, he's been fun to watch. He handles the ball really well, facilitates. He's learning a lot, I think, from Aiden, uh, which, which is a good thing. So, so my, my, bright, my bright spot's going to be your one guards, uh, specifically Aiden Holloway. Guys, I'm a little worried about Denver Jones. Uh, I am a little bit kind of worried about him being a little bit of a non-factor. Um, he had 12 on, on Friday, I know, but you have to look at when those points came and when, when those opportunities were. 
he's just not shooting the rock as much as we thought we would. Now, granted, he kind of looked like he molded into that on Friday, but I need to see some more consistency from Denver Jones. I love that we're nitpicking this. I absolutely love that these are our biggest problems um, because right now, I think this team's getting better every time they get on the floor, Dylan. Um, and that's so encouraging. I mean, we talked about it in the first week of, of basketball how it was kind of, uh, I don't say embarrassing, but Jay Will was one of our biggest, like, hey, you gotta you got to step up. You're a leader on this team. And then he came out on Friday against St. Bonnet, against the Bonnie. So I almost just messed up what I just said I was going to do and dropped the double double, uh, 11 and 10. And I mean, another player who's been playing at a high level, uh, he shares a name with one of the hosts of the show, me, Dylan Cardwell, uh, put up eight points. Uh, he, he seems to have finally found some, I, I don't want to, it seems like he is getting to the point where he is averaging a a consistent number of points. I think he's five, three, five and three is what he's averaging, which I'm a-okay with him averaging that. He has been playing the best brand of football, uh, basketball, there we go. I am there just tripping over every single word I possibly can today. That's okay. uh, he is he is playing the playing the best brand of basketball we've seen Dunk Cardwell play in in a stretch in a hot minute, and I can only hope and pray that he continues to do that. I mean, he I think he's is he leading the team in free throw percentage? Did I get that right? Or he, I know he, he has a higher one than uh he has a higher free throw percentage than Janai Broom. I'll have to look. Uh, that that thing that's I think that's a fact, and I am currently pulling it up as we speak. Yeah. Uh, so Trey Donaldson, Katie Johnson, Dylan Cardwell has a higher has a higher one than than Janai Broom. Yeah, he which, is that pretty well. Seventy seven, and it's even better that every time he does it, every time he makes one, he just does the AU thing. Yeah, that's something else. Which it's just more reasons just to love Dylan Cardwell, and I love watching him play uh, high level mm-hmm. Dylan Cardwell brand of basketball for the first time in a hot minute. And he's a player I've always been excited to watch. Speaking of the free throw line, by the way, before we get into our Alabama A&M preview, someone who's been sneaky, really good at getting into the free throw line is Chad Baker Mazzara. He's been sneaky good at getting into contact. And, and even if he doesn't finish it, getting into the stripe. And he's 10 to 12 on free throws this year. Something to keep an eye on. If that can be a way he can contribute. There's a ton of value in having a guy that can go in there, get clean, not cause any fouls. Of course, I think that CBM is going to do that a lot. But <laughs> get to the rack and get the other team in foul trouble, especially the bigs. I mean, that's valuable, man. That's big time. So I'm uh, I've, I've been impressed there. L- looking ahead as we as we pivot over to our Alabama A and M preview. So Auburn's going to play host to an Alabama A and M team that uh, sorry if you guys have heard this before absolutely reeks. Um, this team is extremely bad. Zero and two with absolutely emphatic losses um, at the hands of I just tapped away from it. North Alabama and Lipscomb. Their closer loss being to North Alabama by only fourteen, uh, and then losing to Lipscomb by twenty five and allowing Lipscomb to hang one hundred and six on them. If you look at their team statistics here, Dylan, they've got 11 guys that will play double-digit minutes on average per game. So they're rotating in and out a lot, a lot. 11 guys that have seen uh, yeah, that have seen the floor for 10 minutes or more a game. They've only got two that will play 20-plus. That's Dalen Smith and Caleb Blackwell, both guards, both in that, in that front court position, in the back court position, excuse me, my apologies. The thing that concerns me the most, and I think that Auburn can actually gain from this game, is Alabama AM is averaging 39 and a half rebounds a game. Now, granted, that is offensive and defensive defensive combined, but Auburn's got to get better on the boards. They're just not particularly great there. That's a point of emphasis and something that we're kind of starting to circle and say, okay, is this team just gonna have to boat race people? Or are they gonna be able to actually pick up some rebounds with guys the size of Janai Broom, Dylan Carwell, and Jalen Williams? Jalen Williams got to play a little more physical. That's neither here nor there. 
But I think a big opportunity for improvement is winning on the on the offensive and defensive glass, for that matter. Defensive and offensive, I should say offensive for that matter. But you know what I mean. Dylan, where is your, I guess, opportunity for growth? This is not a guaranteed win. I will give my score. We'll give our score predictions here in just a moment. But where are your opportunities for growth if you're Auburn here today? Specifically, how do they get better before they get to a really another tough stretch of non-conference games in USC and Indiana? Well, it always comes up when you play with some of these G O five opponents, you expect teams like Auburn to to pull it out and win. Uh, but but uh, teams named Auburn are on a pretty tough stretch when it comes to playing G O five opponents. Uh, and I don't believe G- Alabama and is a G O five by any means. Uh, but still, my point stands to make a, a joke about a football team. Sure. Uh, but uh, it, it's a moment for your team just to find another game to kind of. I don't want to say a practice game, but kind of get yourself ready. Uh, get get yourself playing consistently. Uh, we're looking at team players like, I mean, get Trey John, get Trey Donaldson on the board some more. Get Cheney Johnson, to, uh, uh, get him a game where he can finally step in and show him show us what he's capable of. Uh, Denver Jones just throw the ball, the ball up, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. Auburn, I. I if, if I were to go ahead and get my score prediction, I don't think Auburn's going to win is, is going to lose this game by any means. I don't think Auburn is going to is going to win this game close by any means. I think this is going to be an Auburn show show off your talent. Show let, off let your guys talent. play together. Exactly. Let let the dudes let the dudes play. Switch up some rotations too. Um, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of I don't think people talk about this enough, but like in basketball, you have the opportunity to play guys in games like this where you can more than likely just out talent somebody. Um, and just kind of play whoever with whoever and not without any any direction. But in terms of, okay, so what if my three gets hurt? My What if Chris Moore gets hurt and he has to play with, you know, CBM has to step up and start. You know what I mean? Like what if uh, Trey, uh, what, what if Aiden uh, sprains his ankle or gets sick and Trey needs to come in and run with the ones? How do we how do we fill this in? Or how do some of the ones play with the twos if we need to switch out rotation during the SEC slate? That's so valuable. Knowing how these guys play together and saying, hey, look, even though you're on the, on the ones and you're on the twos, you guys have really good chemistry. Maybe we try to work in some sets where we can play you guys together. I, that's, I think this is a huge opportunity to do that. Oh, for sure. And that's, that's going to be the big key about this game is just how important it is for this team to kind of keep growing your chemistry. And I mean, I'm going to go ahead and drop my prediction. I think Auburn's going to win yep. this game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the highest scoring game Auburn's going to have all season. I agree. Uh, I, and I think it's going to be in the nineties. I'll say 90-60. I like I, I like 93-71 um, with walk-ons in in the last two, two three minutes. Uh, I'm just giving up a couple buckets to get the lead away from 25. Um, I, I like Auburn hanging 90 in this one, for sure. I mean, they, they could hang 100, 100, and I would not be shocked. Um, that's, that's, that's no slight a, a, Alabama A&M. They're just not that good this year. Um, and – the SWAC is not like a conference to sneeze at in terms of what they're who they're going to have to play through because Alabama State's going to be sitting right there and they're usually a pretty solid conference uh, team within their conference. So it's just it's just kind of tough to compete with guys like that. Um, and this is certainly a good opportunity for Alabama A and M to go and be like, all right, that's the toughest team we're playing all year. So <laughs> it only gets better from here, guys. Uh, I think a, a tremendous opportunity for Auburn basketball. I'm with you. And then they get a long break until uh, the following week. Um, so. Uh, big, big opportunity to kind of get rested up, make sure everybody's 100%. Janai Broom, I'm looking at you. Please stop falling on the ground. Um, it's Jesus, making me dude, just, 
let him play the one a little bit. That way he's still he's not falling over anybody. Point God deny broom. Yes, I like that kind of <laughs> stretch stretch one, if you will. That's a, yeah, that's a very, very huge stretch one. Yes. So pivoting over to Auburn women's basketball before we continue and kind of round out the rest of the remainder of the show. Uh, Auburn women's basketball hosted Cal on Sunday. And Dylan, I'm gonna let you cook on this one since you watched it. I watched it live as well, but I also kind of had it side by side. Um just nothing went right. <laughs> like Auburn no. dropped this game 53-67. Dylan, your analysis. Uh yeah, I mean uh Oscar Grace came in came in off the bench, uh put up 18 points, uh doing what Oscar, what HSG does best, uh score points. Uh Auburn lost his game in the paint. Uh Cal had 46 rebounds. Uh, 19 from one of their one player. I know Auburn had 41, not that far behind, but Savannah Scott only had four rebounds. And when she's already playing like one of the best players on the team, and that's not me downplaying that whatsoever, she is one of the best players on the team. If Savannah Scott's not getting boards, it's kind of hard for you to win games in the paint. And we've already seen that this year because every game we've seen Savannah Scott play at a high level has been the games Auburn's won. And you didn't really get consistent scoring from your starting lineup. I mean, Sydney Shaw only got only got five points. Uh, Marshawn Bostic only got six. Uh, Eddings only got five. I'm just saying Eddings, I've heard her name. Uh, Demaya Collins only got six. And Savannah Scott only got two. I mean, that's your starting five right there. Just did not put up enough points to really get into it. So couldn't couldn't get shots into the into the basket, and you couldn't bring down boards. Over people's heads, uh, especially because looking at the the Cal, uh, uh, I, I'm going to try to say her name, uh, Yugon Onaya. 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 Uh, she had 15 defensive rebounds. Yeah, and 19 15, total. 19 total. 15 defense. That's, I mean, you got to at least kind of just tip your hat at that point. That's cleaning up on the glass. Like, <laughs> I did. It's. It's ridiculous. And then, of course, they had two players score 19 and 27. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of hard to win basketball games whenever you have those kind of factors going for the other team you're playing. I will also mention it's hard to win basketball games when you're shooting 31% from the field. Like, it's just not easy to do so. Um, so, just like I said, just nothing went right. Lit on the basket. They're playing after the show's being recorded, actually. We're about to wrap it up right as this game's starting. So, make it to go catch that against at UCF, excuse me, in Orlando. Auburn women's basketball is. That game is, uh, was was on ESPN Plus. If you want to go back and watch the replay, that'll be on ESPN, uh, the ESPN app. You can also always go listen to the replay, pair it up if you want on the Auburn Radio Network. Um, so we'll see how they they fare with UCF. But let's not forget, folks, don't lose sight. Like this is a four zero Cal team that is good. Like they're they're going to be fine. I know that the projections that for the, it was projected finished I think 10th in the Pac twelve, um, soon to be Pac two, but that's neither here nor there. Um, who's to say who they stack up with in the ACC? But <laughs> I know that their fin- production finished tenth in the Pac-12. I don't think that's necessarily accurate. I think they've surprised a lot of people this year. Uh, so I don't. I'm not 100 percent worried about that. And then you get the stretch of UCF, Alabama, A&M. You get a revenge opportunity against Clemson uh, week after Thanksgiving. I mean, or excuse me, a couple weeks after Thanksgiving. Week after Thanksgiving. Sorry, I don't even know what day it is at this point. Uh, week after Thanksgiving, uh, things get. A little bit easier before you get to uh, conference play, but then you get hit in the mouth with Tennessee. So we'll, we'll worry about that when we get there. Is it too soon to say that Clemson is a must-win? No, Clemson is a must-win. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely a must-win. That's going to be a really good stack up and determination, like preview of where you're going to stand in terms of get, how much get revenge on who who eliminated you from the NIT and get revenge for softball for eliminating us from the. Just hand it to them. That's right. Put up put up eighty five. That's right. Moving on to some other sports here in Auburn. Auburn volleyball 
beat the brakes off LSU on on Sunday. Three sets to nothing. And only the third set was close. I want to read out these scores real quick, Dylan. Gosh, I was fighting off that hiccup. Okay, I'm good now. <laughs> I want to read out these scores, Dylan, because they're pretty impressive. 25 to 12, first set, 25, 14, second set, and then 25, 23, third set. Auburn, you know, like I said, clean sweep, but that third set, not surprising because usually when your back's against the wall, you're like, oh my God, it's do or die. Give it all. Uh, and then the, uh, you got to look at these numbers here, Dylan. I got I to read these. These are just ridiculous. Auburn to LSU. I'm going to read the Auburn the point, uh, the, the Auburn tally and then the LSU tally for each of these categories. Points, obviously, 56 and a half um, to LSU, 35. Kills, 41 in favor of Auburn to 27 LSU. Aces, three Auburn to one LSU. Blocks, 12 Auburn to seven LSU. Assists, 38 Auburn to 26 LSU. And digs, 46 Auburn to 35 LSU. So, folks, that, that gets it done pretty much every time. <laughs> Um, there are going to be a lot of SEC teams make the make the NCAA tournament. I think Auburn's confidently going to be one of those. Clearly not in contention any longer for an SEC regular season title very early in this program. But man, have they been impressive and have they been fun this week this year, Dylan? I mean, I am I am all ready for another banner to get hung up in Neville Arena uh, under the under the Brent Couch, uh, Brent Couch, Brent Crouch, Crouch. 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 Uh, but we should put a couch in the front lobby and name it the Crouch Couch. Yes. That would be awesome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it would be really funny. Yeah, it would. And I think I think Brent Crouch would like – he'd be in on the bit. In recruiting pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, let's continue. Yeah. <laughs> that's somewhere you took this. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going, but anyways. With that being said. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to wrap that up. That's going to do it. That's all we got today here on the College Life Podcast. If you guys have not already, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the YouTube stream. If you're not listening, oh, by the way, if you're on the YouTube stream, leave a comment for literally anything you want to talk about in Auburn Athletics. Leave us questions. We're going to need some some filler oh, on Thursday. I say we forgot about the, the two weeks ago, the guy asked us about our all-time starting five. Yeah, maybe that's a good Thursday, actually, because we're like low here. Well, we're, we're going to put that on the – I'll go and put it on the rundown after the we'll show. We'll put it on the docket. We'll do all-time starting five, Auburn all-time starting five for men's basketball. Maybe also for women's basketball, I'd be kind of down for that. Let's see if we can piece that together, Dylan, and do. Yeah, men's I'll, and women's I'll, I'll try to make one. What'd you say? I'll try. I'll go ahead and try to make one. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll do. We'll do that. Um, and so there's your preview for your th- Thanksgiving Day entertainment. Uh, so that being said, like I said, please drop your comments for literally anything you want to talk about here on the show. Give us your score predictions to the Iron Bowl for Auburn basketball. How many wins are they going to win um, for the remainder of the year? Which is every single game. Uh, just for those of you guys keeping count at home. Who's your favorite player on the Auburn men's or women's basketball team? Favorite Auburn athlete of all time? Just drop it in the, in the comments. We really, really appreciate it. Can't tell you how much it helps the algorithm. If you're listening on any other streaming platform, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We're really, really glad you guys are here. Make sure you give us a five-star rating, thumbs up, whatever it is on the platform of your choice. Recommend us to a friend. We appreciate it more than we can begin to explain to you guys. I am – oh, sorry. I almost forgot. If you've not already picked up your very own Feeling Loopy College Loop or poor Podcast Network co-branded T-shirt, make sure you go do so at thewarpoor.com. That is linked in all of our bios. $25. Use hashtag Feeling Loopy when you purchase your shirt and send it to us on whatever platform makes you feel good. And we'll make sure we throw it up on our next show. Thank you guys for your continual love and support. I'm here, Sitar. I buy your star the bird app. You want to come hang out with me? I don't know how much I'm going to be on this week. People are really negative and it's making me sad. So um, I'll be around. But if you guys want to come tweet at me, feel free. We're happy to have discourse and good conversations with all you guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Happy early Thanksgiving. Like I said at the beginning of the show, safe travels to everybody. Love you guys. Thank you for your continual support. Of course. Uh, I'm Don Lark. I will tank on Twitter slash X. So I also have an Instagram as well at Don Lark at D Y L A N L E R C K. 
I'm slowly but surely thinking about changing my my uh, Twitter handle. I've I've been thinking about it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I know it's my gamer tag, and I just want to see if I can make it something cool that goes along with you know what I do. Actually, right. right. Uh, I don't have time to game much anymore. Uh, I wish. Dude, and so by 14, my, my dynasty just sits there and waits for me for weeks on end. I'm, I'm on the Rocket League kick because I can play like two games and put it down because like I, I, I can't dedicate that kind of time to anything anymore. Yeah, I hopped on Rocket League for like a week. That way I could buy the Lightning McQueen skin. That's understandable. I, I haven't touched it in like a, two weeks now. Uh, I bought the 4 F 150. So nice. <laughs> I had to match um, my truck. Like. <laughs> But of course, uh, you can follow us. Follow me there on Instagram as well, Dylan Mark. Just my just my name. Spell it right. C K and D Y L E N. The only correct way to spell Dylan. Uh, also, if you're watching right here on YouTube, uh, leave whatever you're thankful for. Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might do. A, I was thinking about doing a little fun little. What are we thankful for? Auburn edition uh, okay. on Thursday. Yeah, do like nice that. little nice little cutesy things to do on Thanksgiving. Uh, what's your favorite? Which Auburn athlete are you inviting to your Thanksgiving? Who would you want at your Thanksgiving table? <laughs> I, if you know me well, you know who I'm going to invite to my Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but of course, and not Charles Barkley, not him. I gotta have. I want enough for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Chuck. I, I love. I love you, Chuck. <laughs> A big mound of turkey ground. <laughs> Uh, also, leave your favorite Thanksgiving food. Uh, what do you prefer? Do you prefer ham or turkey? Uh, stuffing or dressing? Uh, if you say dressing, sorry. It's stuffing, man. Oh, it is so dressing. We'll talk about this on Thursday. <laughs> of course, you have us right everywhere, literally. Tw- Twitter, slash X, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the works, TikTok as well, all at the College Loop. And if you're watching the video version and you want to check us out on the audio version as well because i completely understand being tired of our faces i completely get it i look at tar way too much i wish i could record in the audio version but i cannot do that uh but sure that was on spotify Apple podcast google podcast and amazon music and of course all that being said it's alabama hate week but then again it's always alabama hate week and this has been the college loop podcast Love you guys.